The Hundred Marathon Club by Darren Smith. Number 53 on my quest to a hundred marathons and above in ten years was, to a degree, a carbon copy of my last outing. Much like Hurtwood 50 a mere fortnight earlier, the North Downs Ridge 50 was organised by Freedom Racing. The HQ was Denby's Wine Estate, same venue, same tent in the same spot, with the same Covid-aware setup, same registration, same toilet, same tracking, same timing chip, same doot-to-doot, same checkpoint fodder. Even a few of the runners were the same, including whiffers. Lockdown also hadn't progressed either to the next stage of the roadmap, and so therefore there was no hotel in Dorking. Instead, I had the same 5.30am start to get me there on time by train. Well, almost the same. Rather than a car to the Victoria line and then a short tube to Victoria to get to Dorking, the rail system was broken. But broken in my favour. Instead, at 5.30, I got to walk through West Hampstead to the Jubilee line for a direct tube to Waterloo. And on the way back, I'd booked from Dorking Deepdean to London Bridge, and that train was cancelled. And so I got to return from the closest station in Dorking to Waterloo as well. I was, to a degree, winning. And from what I could tell of the people I did see at 5.30am, life at that time of the morning is not a rich tapestry. It is more of a stained pub carpet. One woman looked like a pile of clothes left outside a charity shop, just with hair. A guy wrestled with a wheelie bin out the front of his house with one hand, as he had a can of something in the other. Colourful indeed, Um, but it was a walk uh, rather than a car ride, and you know, the things about car rides is, I get car sickness. And this was a straight shot on the train as well, and it meant that I was at the race HQ before I knew it, and I was ready for my second race of the year. Number 53, the North Downs Ridge 50. I'm going to skip the bits about the setup, as this was covered in the last podcast, one where I clearly stated that both Hurtwood and North Downs Ridge would likely be the most difficult races of the year. Looking back, that this was probably the hardest race of the year. Certainly those I know of. So you see, I was right. Hurtwood had 4,500 feet of elevation, over about eight or nine peaks. There was no real flat, and it was all up and down, and up and down like a roller coaster. Looking at the elevation profile of North Downs Ridge, we had about two-thirds of the elevation of Hurtwood, but only half the peaks. And what this meant was that we had long climbs and long downs with big flats on the top. Well, it is a ridge after all. But, as we shall discover, a lot of those peaks were sheer 
including the add-on that I'll mention at the end. Okay, fine. Let's not mention at the end. Now, the route was very familiar for most of us. It was a 20k there and back, starting at Denby's, out through the winery, into the North Downs Way, a couple of familiar churches that I remembered from the Pilgrim's Challenge, and then back. But, as I said, it was only a 20k there and back, so that's 40. So, to challenge us, or to to torture us, you choose, they tacked on a 10k loop after getting so close to the finish that you could touch it. A loop that was pretty much 5k up and then 5k down. So, to quote Marvin Gaye, let's get it on. After arriving a little later than last time, as the Waterloo train seemed to stop at every empty rural station on the way, I had already learned my lesson from last time. Regardless of the chill, I would take off my jogging bottoms and gilet and head out in shorts and a t-shirt. I would warm up, so to speak, uh, on the way. And if the rains uh, descended as forecasted, then I had my Salomon waterproof in my pack. A steady stream of runners had already left, dipping their doot de doot in the timing box provided before they headed out into the winery. And then, before long, I joined them. There is comfort in familiarity. And so, my bag in the spot that I left it last time, the same nutrition I had last time, albeit joined by Mars bars, but it wouldn't be the first time I've eaten those. Same shorts, same top, same cap, same shoes. Different socks though, and calf sleeves in the pack, just in case I started cramping on the hills. I know I did last time. Of which there were many. Hills, that is, uh, as soon as we went straight up and out of Denby's and into the surrounding countryside. Uh, That's 5k done in the middle of the Bluebell Woods at the moment. Uh, Learned all the lessons from last time. I didn't go out wearing all my clothes. It's a lovely sunny day. It's almost perfect, um, other than having to run 50k. Um, But yeah, that's the first 5k done and I'm enjoying this one. My aim was to do better than last time. It is a simple goal. I am an advocate of having several goals, some more achievable than others. For this race in particular, goal one was finishing, obviously. Goal two was to finish better than last time, or better time-wise than last time. And goal three would be a PB. But I would be happy, you know, with one, happier with two, and over the fucking moon if I could get all three done. And, to be fair, it was going quite well. That's the first 10k done now. I decided, uh, well, at some point I fucked up and uh, stopped my night running app, which is telling me how far I've actually gone, but the watch has told me I've done 10k, so I'm adhering to the watch for once. But yeah, 10k down, comfy. Well, ish. And this was thanks to the only real change in plan from Hurtwood. 
As my Coros watch had been acting like a bit of a dick in training, I had banished it for that race. But, as a loving, caring, forgiving individual, I decided to give it a second try. Not solely because the 26.2 app, Nike Running app, OS Maps app and Apple Music totally killed my phone battery last time. And the watch was good. It found GPS straight away, and I used the 800 meter run, 200 meter walk interval setting set for 50 iterations. And this was good because the Nike app was playing up, I mean, by playing up, when I was basically changing the music from 50 cadences of the US military to a compilation of the 1980s, now that's what I call music albums, basically a compilation of a compilation of compilations, which is kind of like compilations cubed, I had accidentally paused the Nike app. And what that meant was, as I reached 11k, the Nike app told me that I'd just, just reached 8. So I had to turn it off and focus purely on my watch. And that is 15 kilometres in. It is uh, certainly much better than last time. Lovely, warmer, uh, sunnier, drier. Uh, less hilly, which is key, I think. But yeah, that's 15k. Really enjoying this one. And then, the lumps. As I said, this race had about two-thirds of the climb of Hurtwood, but only half as many hills. And whilst this did not bode well, I caught up with a guy I used to know on social media. And so I decided on a fourth goal. I decided that if anything that day, that I would beat him. That is 20 kilometers done. Uh, good. Um, it's been mostly downhill for the last couple of miles, which I have a horrible feeling means it's going to be all uphill, because I think I'm coming to the turnaround point. So yeah, so that's uh, 20 kilometers done, 30 to go. And when you think about it, that little bit of competition sometimes is what you need to drive yourself on. I mean, I've done plenty of races where, you know, I, there's been a guy ahead of me and I've decided that if I do anything that day, I need to keep up with that guy and by the end, overtake him and finish. And that's pretty much what I did. But first, to the turn. And the turn at 20k was a killer. I mean, it was downhill for a good couple of miles leading up to it. And as it was a there and back, I knew exactly what was coming my way. It meant that I just wanted to tap in and out of the checkpoint at the bottom of the hill, turn round and head straight out and up, up and up. And after the biggest downhill, followed by the biggest uphill that I've ever run, I think it was like two miles all the way down and then back up again. Uh, yeah, that says halfway, 25 kilometers. Um, how am I doing? Oh, I'm tired, but I'm gonna keep going. I just wanna be beat last time, really. Top one, nice one, get sorted. 
In my ears, I had alternate to the originals. Born in the 70s, schooled in the 80s, smashed it in the 90s. Our generation can never be topped. And I was lost in the love of rave as the kilometres ticked over, as I ran along the relatively flat top of the North Downs Ridge. Ah, I just nearly missed the uh, 30 kilometre marker. Um, that was thanks to uh, classic old house rave, uh, Sesame Street and the uh, and a trip to Trompton. Uh, yes, that's 30 kilometres done. I've slowed down now, but I still think I'm doing much better than last time. Uh, 30k, done. That social media guy, um, who shall remain nameless, was not in sight. And I would beat him in the end by a clear hour. Tick. And I was having one of those races where you pretty much stay with the same people throughout. There was this team of three, two girls and a guy in, in Team Purple, who I'd overtake on my run interval, and they would then pass me when I was on my walk interval. We chatted from time to time, normally as we passed each other, and I was known as mate, in inverted commas, for each interaction. It was one of those routes, too, where there was very little straight, the paths twist and turn in the woods, and you kind of feel like you're alone, until you hit a decent like 50 yards of straight line and suddenly you're part of a conga line of runners. There were a dozen in front of you, a dozen behind you and you end up feeling a lot less shit about how you're doing. And that's 35k. Uh, they've done this tricky thing where we kind of, uh, it was a there and back but then when you think you're going to be at the finish they've added the extra... I don't know, 8k loop somewhere near the finish. So you, th you can see the finish and it's like so close, but so far out of reach. Anyway, 35 done. Sophie Power went by next. A true inspiration in women's running and actually running in general. Most of you will remember her from breastfeeding her baby at UTMB and being incredible at the spine. A proper runner. Let's not kid ourselves. And we, well, those around me and I, were, were anything but. And that's uh, 40k done. Uh, just at the last checkpoint. I uh, got myself some jelly babies and a pick and mix. And uh, yeah, wandering the last 10k in. A checkpoint sat outside Denby's at 40k. This was the beginning of that cruel loop that I told you about. We passed the entrance to the winery, the route that we had taken out at the beginning. But then we turned away and onto roads. And we still knew that we had 10k to go, and that this 10k would be half uphill. And so I stopped at the checkpoint. I tried to make an SOS with water, but the SOS I had was so old that it was solidified, so I had to bin it. Food-wise, I took a bag of pick-and-mix. The volunteer said that the bag contained jelly babies. It did. And in it, well, on the business card from the confectioner, was a Dean Carnaz's quote. Run when you can. Walk if you have to. 
crawl if you must, but never give up. And that is exactly what I needed to hear, or at least read, as the hills, oh my God, the hills opened up in front of us. Ah, and I'm at 45k. Yeah, everyone's walking now. It's like a, like a herd in The Walking Dead. Everyone are just zombies. Uh, like I said, uh, they decided to add a 10k loop um, uh, when you got back to uh, Denbiz. So, uh, in fact, that that five that 10k loop was 5k uphill and 5k down. So, we're coming to the top, and then from here, it is all downhill. The team of three and I climbed and climbed. The loop was tough as it started on a road and we saw people pelting down it and toward the finish and we knew full well that we had to get to the peak of Everest before we had the joy of coming back down it. But as I've mentioned many times before, time passes. No matter what you do, you just have to keep going forwards. It's like Dory says in Finding Nemo, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Except, you know, we're not swimming, you know, with your legs on the land. So, you know, just just keep land swimming. Uh, just keep land swimming. Yeah, that works. And and if you do that, that, that land swimming, as I did, eventually you'll finish. I did have an emotional blip at some point. I know, um, you know, when you're alone in the woods and there's no one there and you're kind of questioning that you feel tired and you don't think you're going to make it. But in those instances, you need to pull yourself towards yourself. On the train there, I said, in two hours' time, I'll be racing. And in 12 hours' time, I'll be home with burgers and milkshake and a hot bath waiting for me. And really, when you know that, you can just keep going. All you need to do is keep moving forwards. And that is exactly how it went down. Looking back, I did do much better than the Hurtwood. I felt better. Time-wise, I was 47 minutes faster than the race two weeks before. Tick. I finished. Tick. And I beat that guy. Tick. And I'm proud of that, even though I didn't get a PB. But I also know that I can do much better. I am no Dean Carnazes. He runs a marathon before breakfast every day. And a 12-mile tempo run in the afternoon. Every day. So I guess that's where I'm going wrong. And next up, London to Brighton. <laughs>